Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Chesapeake Chats on the Hallmarkies podcast. Carrie and Casey are here with you tonight. Woohoo! Hi, guys. <laughs> Let's talk about the last two episodes from the last two weeks, episodes eight and nine. Now, Casey, I don't think I need to remind anybody that this is only a 10 episode season. And we are talking about episodes eight and nine. Like, I know. I know. I know. I know. It is I, almost done. I had a moment yesterday. Did you? <laughs> I did. I did. I had a moment at the end of, uh, I think, yes, at the end of episode nine, I said to myself, it's, uh, no, no. It, we have so much to tie up and there's only one episode left and so much what what is happening right now <laughs> I need more I can't believe this is even coming out of my own mouth to be quite honest with you but well based on I mean a couple of years ago oh. when, when the show was just lagging a little bit you know and it needed that fresh life that we got last yeah. season and season five yeah to say well you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this it was a fun show. It was a good show, but you know, who knows where it's going to go? But now we're dying to know. Now we're know. dying to have these happy endings for everybody. And I know, I know, yeah. it's it's hard because they, you know, when season five ended, you know, we they didn't know what was the what, what was going to happen. Right, going to continue on for another five, six, seven more seasons, <laughs> yeah. two, three more seasons. We just gonna do are we just gonna wrap it up here season five are we just gonna have one more season so they decided one more season that's a lot to wrap up in one season so much so um so I know like some of the comments out there have been like oh it feels really rushed it feels really packed and I'm like well it has to be because you know when you're doing these shows and you're doing these series you have mm-hmm. to um you number one you have to make it compelling so that all the entire cast has a good story right number two if you're unsure of how your series is gonna go you you kind of have to take a shot and just shoot your shot and just open the entire can of worms so that the fans will push for renewal um I mean it happened with uh uh, what's his name the guy who did mystery 101 he shot his shot and ended mystery 101 the way he did oh in hopes that we would get another mystery 101 and we still haven't heard anything about it so I mean no. like that's just an industry thing it's just you know you have to shoot your shot if you want another right. season or another um installment so right. I get it it's it's hard but at the same time I'm like there's so much here <laughs> <laughs> there's so much and the characters are were are so well loved and so many good things are happening in their lives um there is you know this season they're doing a time hop type of thing which may Mm -hmm. feel rushed to some people but it was really designed that way in order to help it not feel so rushed to people Mm -hmm. you know we couldn't have a baby for Kevin and Sarah in a summer you know we couldn't have Abby fall in love realistically Mm -hmm. um, with the love of her life Evan in a summer you know Mm -hmm. after an on again off again decades long relationship with Trace Mm -hmm. I mean it wouldn't have been believable so one thing I will say for this show is it's so it's entertaining it's enjoyable but they've been so careful to be fairly realistic like I'm 
I'm really thankful for that. It mm-hmm. adds to my enjoyment of the show that it's realistic. It is. You know, I can see I can see some of these scenes happening in real life and the way relationships are going. I, I can see it happening. It makes mm-hmm. sense to me. So yeah. um, the writers are just so savvy. They know people really well. I feel mm-hmm. like they really are students of, of human nature mm-hmm. and um, have really pulled wonderful things out. And that's mm-hmm. why we're invested. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why I need more. <laughs> I, I need more. I, I don't know. I think, Chesapeake Shores Thanksgiving that would be fun at Chesapeake Chesapeake Shores Shores Christmas Christmas. well we can we can kind of just like daydream and root for more Chesapeake Shores all we want but tonight we need to talk about episodes eight and nine so let's jump into episode eight It, it that aired two weeks ago um but you know if you have it DVR'd or something you can totally watch it still um this is I get a kick out of you and episode eight starts off with Margaret Keller and Connor O'Brien hanging up a cool new awesome sign at their law firm. And uh, that was a precious, precious scene. Love it. And Keller O'Brien. Keller O'Brien. at law. <laughs> uh, and she was like, you didn't have to put my name first, you know, well. <laughs> alphabetical order and everything and ladies first ladies ladies first first. but you can tell he just really respects her Mm -hmm. but um their their great receptionist was on the scene again making them feel like old fogies (laughs) (laughs) i love it i I just i love it she was great she was great yeah these two are working hard to establish themselves and um i i think that is pretty awesome so mm-hmm. I just continue to love them. Of course, we just had a great conversation with Marisa Krause. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard that interview yet, go back in Hallmarkies um, archives and find it. It was just, just. Oh, awesome. she's so fun, you guys. So fun. So love so her. Cool. So awesome. Okay, so let's um, let's just go character by character here. Let's start off with David and Jess. David and Jess have guests that starts. Um, uh, I was gonna say Stars Hollow. I was gonna say, were you gonna say Stars Hollow? <laughs> Stars Hollow like guests at their yes. inn at Eagle Point. Um, War of eighteen twelve reenactment people. I mean, I guess Marilyn, Star Spangled Banner. You know, it's Makes a thing, sense. I guess. But I, I again, I say this every time. I love the Stars Hollowness of yes. the and then the characters that they bring in no pun intended yeah. but I uh, love them and David David is they really yeah they they really had to had a lot yeah. to work with um David did you know yeah. well I mean he's found out that his dad you know had some evidence that he's innocent and now mm-hmm. it's in David's hands and he took it to the FBI and they really there's they're more suspicious even now that mm-hmm. oh really he has evidence and then you happen to find it and you know so the fbi doesn't believe him really and he's looking at the prospect of defending his dad now having to go up against the fbi mm-hmm. right i mean yeah. that would be that would be the the case but One thing I'll say about the um, hotel guests, which I thought was cute that we haven't seen David in the kitchen very much this season. Oh, that's right. He's 
he's the chef he's the mm -hmm. guy um and he's trying to make this um period hard tack like this true to the period you know they want to and he's like have you ever had hard tack it's so gross you know it's so hard and um so he was making this fancy hard tack that the soldiers were going to eat mm -hmm. during the reenactment or something oh, yeah. That was cute. <laughs> yeah that was a good little nod back to his his kitchen skills totally his his time in the kitchen his creativity mm -hmm. there so anyway yes but david he is he is going on this just just a really hard, um, this scene where he was talking to his dad's old friend, mm -hmm. his dad's old um, business mm -hmm. associate. Yeah. Who believes his dad is innocent as well. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. To see the, the heartbreak, he wants to believe it, but he doesn't, he doesn't know if he can. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. it'll oh man this is one storyline I wish we had more time to dive deeper mm -hmm. into because you know I love the mysteries I love the Hallmark mysteries and mm -hmm. this is one that I'm like wait I need more <laughs> <laughs> I need to know what happens um because we didn't get a whole lot in episode 10 with it um but and, I mean sorry episode 9 with it obviously it's all gonna wrap up next episode episode 10 but mm -hmm. I do wish there was more because I'm like I love trying to piece the things together and I'm like, oh, yes. he's, he's the, he's the one that framed him. But then you're like, wait, but he's I very complimentary. I don't know. Maybe it's the FBI lady. Maybe it's this person who knows at this point. I know. I know. Well, one thing, you know, where we do see him mm -hmm. end here with this, um, David's storyline in the episode is that he does go approach Connor mm -hmm. and ask if he would take his dad's case yeah and because no one else no one else would want to take this case other lawyers they've had in the past and everyone is like hands off I do yeah. not want to be a part of this and mm -hmm. he really puts uh Keller O'Brien in a tough position mm -hmm. cliffhanger type of position where they have to make the choice yeah Are, so anyway that's that's kind of where he ends up and still on this journey mm -hmm. with his dad yeah we'll mm -hmm. see we'll see <laughs> yeah and Jess too with her um vineyard idea she wants a vineyard so much she wants to earn money for um you know profit for mm -hmm. them and build their um homestead type of thing <laughs> yeah for business but um she keeps getting denied but she really just keeps getting stronger I think supporting mm -hmm. David and um her character just is so great this season mm -hmm. she she is Jess Jess is one of those characters where you look back and you just feel so proud of where she is. You're like this. You're like the little sister back in the day. You've, yes. you've grown up. You've done all these totally. things. I mean, look at you. I'm so proud. Look at you. <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, let's, um, let's go on to uh, another couple that we are following their journey. Mick and Megan, journey back to each other. Oh boy, Mick and Megan, hello. Yes. hello. Journey back. Now Mick seems to be in a really good spot, really good with his, um, you know, every once in a while we see Ralph come on the scene, his mm -hmm. NA. Um, sponsor. Sponsor, thank you. And um, so he really does seem to be in a good spot. Megan has now moved in to the house and mm -hmm. um, she is, picking up where she left off with some of these old quirks that she used to have around the kitchen. 
Now a question. Do you have any weird quirks that drives your husband mad? I don't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> of course, we're I'm perfect. sure I don't. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I do. But I mean, of course, I can't think of my weird quirks. I can think of my husband's. <laughs> do you? Oh, I'm sure I do. Yeah, I'm sure I do. But for him, I will say one thing. It just makes me laugh. Anything that's we open. So like a bottle of water or he opens, I should say, a bottle of water or a bag of chips. He leaves exactly one fourth left before he opens a new one. <laughs> I don't know why. It drives me nuts. He's like, no, I don't do that. And one day I just pulled out all the bottles. I was like, look at this. They're exactly out one fourth. What the world just finish it finish the whole thing what's wrong with the that last so fourth funny. of the chips or the last fourth of the water so <laughs> anyways it just you know as married people it just made me laugh she lives well that's what was open. so brilliant that was what was so brilliant about this scene you know kind of like played throughout the whole thing um was her cooking and she's leaving because you never you never knew that about Megan before but mm -hmm. she did it so seamlessly and he came in and kind of shut all this stuff now I didn't even notice that the cabinet was open and the drawer was open and because we we do that in our house we oh. we are leave things open people and then we just kind of shut them when we're done like how she mm -hmm. said I was still cooking you know like yeah she was in the middle of cooking she wasn't done in the kitchen yet I totally related to that so I thought that was cute but she definitely was like uh oh you know you used to be annoyed by this like you didn't mm -hmm. like this before and uh he he kind of had a moment like no no I'm just shutting the shutting the drawers like you could see if they don't address this now it could build up again mm -hmm. to something really annoying yeah yeah but, um yeah that's growth growth communication growth there you go <laughs> it's both it's both okay there was a real um important scene he overhears her on the phone Mm -hmm. do you remember this yes and he oh I got nervous I was like oh are we stirring up more drama with Megan we and... don't have time for more drama with Megan well, Megan like no. I know <laughs> I know I know I was like wait what's happening is there is, is there gonna be like a mini a miscommunication here but you know what he actually listened to the entire conversation yeah. <clears throat> and then realized where his brain was going was not what was actually happening yes and so i appreciated the fact that he went and shut out everything and then after he heard everything he opened everything back up <laughs> yeah i was like mm -hmm. this is my it heart was, yeah <laughs> it was really really precious it showed some really sweet growth in mm -hmm. him he stood there and he was overhearing her say to California, to LA, you know, I'm here with my family right now. This is where I need to be. Like I'm staying, basically I'm, I'm staying here. And, mm -hmm. um, for the time, like, it sounded like she was, um, she still works there. She still, mm -hmm. you know, was maybe going to give some time over there, but he needed to hear her say, I choose my family. Mm -hmm. I choose my family right now. Cause that's what's what he was um, nervous about, you know? Mm -hmm. So he yeah. heard her say it. It really like he didn't address it with her. He just like kind of treasured it and then went and opened up those cabinets again and yeah. full acceptance of who she was. Yeah. And I think it was in that moment he knew it solidified everything 
yeah everything he was concerned all his concerns it seemed to just melt away after that it did yeah so you're right it did that was that was a small scene but it was very important Mm -hmm. to the future of Mick and Megan yeah so that was really really precious to me um okay Evan and Abby Evan and Abby are just they had just told each other they loved each other in episode seven Mm -hmm. and now they're continuing on in relationship it's so great but he gets test results back from the um xy me yeah yes this great (laughs) test genetic test and gets his results back and in true Evan fashion ignores a huge piece of the puzzle (laughs) of his life he actually has living cousins living relatives in Florida and he gets hyper fixated on these small little things like oh hey did you know I you know (laughs) I'm genetically disposed to blah 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 and um boy does that bug Abby she's like yeah you have family like let's address that yes and I think it was funny that he didn't even I, I think it was for him it was almost like he had um like a mental block you know, because he didn't grow up, like he didn't grow up knowing his father or his father's side of the family. And so like out of sight, out of mind. And it's Evan. Evan is very much, that's the way he's been. He's always yeah. been very like, almost, um, he's a little squirrely, but then he also hyper-focuses. Yeah. Like he's, he's yeah. very, he, it's very ADHD. It's very interesting, his brain. Mm-hmm. But um, the fact that he didn't really put two and two together at first, like, I don't my mom's from Oregon. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> and I don't know if it was ignorance slash denial slash it was like almost a reflex, like a like a defensive mechanism in him. Totally. Where he was like so upset with his, or not even that he knew he was upset, but just yeah, that was something he just didn't want to address. Like he's mm-hmm. not that kind of person. And so um I thought that was very interesting and I also just want to say shout out to the writers for um the Kincaid's side or Evan's side being from Florida not the Kincaid side <laughs> Evan's father's side being from Florida yeah. just like to um say hi <laughs> a, little, a little Florida <laughs> well we have um you know Evan himself explain a little bit that like he tried to talk to his mom about his dad but it made he, he saw that it made her sad and she mm-hmm. kind of just would always say, oh, he died in this war. Oh, he, you know, kind of lead him to believe that he was dead. Mm-hmm. And, but he always kind of knew in his heart, he thought that he was alive mm-hmm. and he just left her. Right. So, you know, it was like, he wasn't ready to face, to face cousins mean that he had to face, you know, certain other things that, <laughs> that he was just not ready to face. Mm -hmm. So he does come to a point though, after family time with the O'Briens and he's seen all the beauty of of the relationships there and in different degrees, he says, Mandrake, I want you to go check out my people in Florida. Who are my people? Just what kind of people are they? Go check them out for me. Um, Sent Mandrake down to Florida. Thought that was very brave. Yeah, it was very brave. It's almost like, oh, you have a little spy that can go uh, (laughs) scope out and see if your father's relatives are part of the circus or. Yes. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) You know, and and Mandrake has been really important this season specifically. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, last season for sure but this season he really were like peeling back the layers of evan which also means that we have to like look into mandrake because he's so Mm -hmm. close to evan and who evan is he Mm -hmm. really understands he he provides a lot of puzzle pieces to who evan is Mm -hmm. so um mandrake going down to check out who the family is and and everything well he comes back with (laughs) an actual family member not just any family member it was not like your your father's cousin's sister's daughter's son no this is not your cousin's Doug's grandma this is his father his father I was okay I'll give you my reaction my reaction was like man Drake that is (laughs) a gutsy move sir that is a very oh, gutsy serve i mean what did you think because this was very well i thought honestly i thought like okay he was he went down he was so ready to go down and check out this family and then he brought back the dad like to me it begged the question did mandrake know like i thought mandrake was a part of this family potentially i thought he was oh. I honestly was like, how did Mandrake know where to go and who to look for and what to do? Like, I, I thought it was a little more interconnected than what we now find out later. Oh, and like then, man, like Mandrake was like father's side great uncle that was sent to something, uh, some, the, some the godfather, sort of like, guardian like, angel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a point where I, I almost was like, is Mandrake his dad? Like that would be weird. <laughs> okay, that would have been so weird, Carrie. <laughs> I was like, this isn't lifetime, but you know, like maybe. <laughs> so I once he like came back and he said, Here's your father. I was like, okay. So anyway, I was I was just like mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I think the other thing that struck me is when I when I think of a main character's father, I mean, I do consider Evan one of the main characters. I mean, he's on yeah. the, the, th- the, you know, the beginning so, credits and all that stuff. You, I always go, oh, their father's gonna be, I don't know, I'm gonna throw up a ring, like Steve Martin or, right. you know, so, somebody that's like a big name. <laughs> And this was somebody that I was like, I have no idea who this is. This person looks, and like even the way that they they did up the character, very normal. Very normal man. Very normal man. He was was no one famous. I mean, they really was like, who's going to walk around the corner? You know, (laughs) with like, they they did this whole drama thing. Like, who is this man? No, he just was kind of like, oh, it's just, it's Evan's dad. He just didn't know who it was. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I mean, it, it was a thing. It's a thing for a, for you to find out that you have your a parent living that you didn't think was living. And, you know, like, anyway. Now he's in your girlfriend's father's kitchen. <laughs> yes. And Abby, oh, she feels horrible that she like, oh my gosh, like it's her fault, you know, that mm-hmm. she pressed him to, meet his family or something but I don't know know. how could you not how could you not after you take that test I know I mean Mm -hmm. 
those tests open up some secrets. I was talking to a coworker who discovered some interesting stories about her family and be through because somebody in her family took a DNA test. I mean, like you never know. I mean, it's a Pandora's box. Y'all need to be careful about now. Right, right. Be careful what you wish for kind of thing a little bit. But anyway, so his dad walks around the corner and, you know, we're going to talk about more of that in episode nine. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> um, what about Brie and Luke? We have lovely and adorable Brie and Luke really just moving along well. Mm-hmm. I think he is so such a good balance to her. He's calm. Mm-hmm. He's He's steady. He was her date to this baby shower. You know, they were having a baby shower for Sarah at the um, Mm -hmm. firehouse. Bree is freaking out. What should I get? What should I get? And he just, he just was so calm. I thought I I think he was a good man. He is. He is. He compliments her very well. He does. He does. Right. Kind of a sounding board for her crazy a little Mm -hmm. bit. And I say crazy affectionately. I'm not trying Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, you know, crazy Brie. (laughs) But um, she's she's just has this this personality that um, like Jess had said before, Mm -hmm. she sabotages herself, not just in relationships, but in you can almost see her sabotaging herself with this movie, Mm -hmm. this actress, Miranda Livingston, wants to make her book into a movie. And you're like, is she going to sabotage herself or is this going to work? Is she going to think clearly about this? And, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Brie, Bri. you got to love Brie. Mm-hmm. You just got to love Brie. I resonate with her awkwardness. <laughs> <laughs> she's, and I love, she's so wonderful. She is. And I love that. I love that she has somebody that grounds yeah. her. Um, yeah. And then, of course, she brings out a fun side to Luke mm-hmm. as well. And so yeah. I love that that complimentary partnership yeah. that they have. And then as far as her book being adapted to a movie, first of all, Tammy Gillis, you guys, we love <laughs> Tammy. We love her. <laughs> I interviewed her on Deliver Me, a podcast way back in, I think, 2020. So she's such a delight to talk to you. Um, she's so, so, she's such, she's one of those faces you see and you're like, oh my gosh, where have I seen her before? In mm-hmm. everything. Everything, literally everything. everything. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. She's so good. She She's so good. She was, she's here. She's in um, Sign Sealed Delivered. She's in A Murder Mystery. She's in just Hallmark in general. I mean, oh, she loved Tammy Gillis. Yeah, we love Tammy Gillis. So it was so fun to see her. And it was almost like, has she been on Chesapeake shows before? No, obviously not, since it's a new character mm-hmm. um, introduced. But um, she just fit in so well, you know, mm-hmm. and had these great scenes with Brie. Brie was trying to figure out if she was a diva. She expected her to be this movie star diva. And oh. she really wasn't. <laughs> I love that, uh, Jess, I love that Brie set um, Miranda up. yes like with the whole failed waitress thing in the background or whatever I was like that that is conniving but I get it I I get it maybe she could make it in Hollywood Brie (laughs) (laughs) no but I mean you could tell you could tell that 
um, Miranda really did love the story and she wanted to now immerse herself in Brie's world mm -hmm. and um, meet her family and everything. And Brie, like that just makes her so nervous. She's like, again, these characters are not based on my family. Mm -hmm. they, they are inspired by maybe, she didn't even use those words, but she, you know, kind of like they influenced her characters, but they mm -hmm. weren't based off of. And Tammy, well, Miranda says something like, oh yeah, there's a little bit of your family in each, but as a writer, you're also gonna put a little bit of yourself in mm -hmm. each character. Yeah. And I think that kind of, kind of shocked Brie and once again made me want to read this book. I know, where's the book you guys? <laughs> Especially because <laughs> the main character's name is Casey. So I'm just saying, where's this book? I kind of need to read it now. Especially because the main character's name is Casey. Okay, but that's, that, there. that was our question, Casey. Did we know, did we know that this character was named Casey in her book from seasons ago? Or is this a brand new Casey? Because if it is, could be a shout out, another shout out <laughs> to our lovely Casey on Chesapeake Chats. You know, I, I honestly can't tell you if it was a named character from seasons past. I don't remember. I honestly don't remember, but when she said it, or I think it was Miranda who says it. Miranda says, Casey, your main character, Casey, or something yeah. like that. And, and my ears went, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. I also had to yell at my husband. I just, you know, cause it's me. So I'm telling him like, hey Dan, they named a character after me. <laughs> He's like, right i'm like no 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 just bask in this glory for a minute just bask with me just let me let me pretend <laughs> let me have my moment <laughs> just to have a moment even if it's just between you and you <laughs> <laughs> even if this character was named casey way back in season four it's fine it's fine i mean <laughs> it's it's possible it's possible hey. i think we could get confirmation from thief and mark i mean <laughs> we'll we'll have to ask them oh, but <laughs> Is this character Casey? So we have we have Brie being followed around by Miranda, and she is trying to just be very um, immersive, you know, just like in her sitting in Brie's class, and um, she starts to give Brie feedback on her teaching, like, "Oh, you could perform better, you know, while you're oh, teaching," yes. <laughs> which I kind of didn't didn't blame Brie for taking that, like being defensive about that. Because I'm like, she's not acting here. She's teaching. Mm -hmm. She's being a teacher. Like, right. I mean, she gave her some feedback. Don't say like in your sentences. You say that too much. Don't use your hands so much mm -hmm. when you're excited about something. And um, th I, there might have been one other yeah. that she just like did too much. Mm -hmm good feedback. Luke helped her think through that that was just kind of constructive, helpful criticism and not like an attack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I don't it's blame so her. Like you said, I don't blame her because that's just who she is. It's just who she is. And she was, yeah, she's in her professional environment. She's not acting. It's not a performance. I'm mm -hmm. teaching. Right. Right. <laughs> so funny. That was very funny. Oh, so what do you think about Luke? Luke, did you expect 
sweet, good-hearted Luke to um, get in this situation he finds himself in at the end of the oh man i I, you know these writers man i tell you what they just keep (laughs) throwing more they're like and cliffhanger and you get a cliffhanger and you get a cliffhanger and i was not expecting that i was expecting the cliffhanger with the dad i was expecting you know the cliffhangers with like david's father and all the other people but luke you gonna have him get shot and we're gonna just leave him for dead until next week what see this is this is the thing i know luke he went to jail because he almost killed a man when he was drunk in a bar defending a waitress who was being harassed yeah so that's kind of the succession of it all so the beauty of, you know, I mean, the, the alcohol made this way too harsh of a, of a defense. He mm-hmm. was defending someone, but he like, it was too far. He took it too far. He almost, he put this man in the hospital, you know, that mm-hmm. type of thing. This assault, that was very serious, but he was under the influence. So now we've seen his beautiful kind of redemptive story. Mm-hmm. He's in AA. He's an upstanding citizen now mm-hmm. holding a job. He's in a relationship. Mm-hmm. He's he's wise, he's helpful and supportive to his friend Mick, who's in mm-hmm. um, NA now. He is really doing so well. Yeah. And so when it's like he can't help himself mm-hmm. to come to the defense of this helpless store clerk who's being mm-hmm. held at gunpoint and he tries to reason with the robber. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have the money, just go. She doesn't know the code to the safe, just go. And the guy just like turns on him. So you see, he's always been like this. He's mm-hmm. always been, you know, stick up for the the underdog type of guy, yeah. you know, be protective, mm-hmm. good hearted, you know, that type yeah. of um, a good Samaritan type of guy. It just was the the alcohol that kind of that made him dangerous in that mm-hmm. way. And right. Um, so, yeah, they they have a little wrestling match for the gun. Mm-hmm. We now have a scene outside. We're look we're on the outside looking at the store, mm-hmm. and we hear a gunshot go off. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what happened. Yeah. Woo! Oh Honestly, man, what did you think? Did you think he shot the guy, or did you think he was shot? I on it. I had no idea. Yeah, I honestly had no idea. Just I was like in shock that we were going to get another big cliffhanger. So I just I couldn't dwell too much on it. But I what about either way, it wasn't going to be good for Luke either way. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Um, I will say going back to your point, it is interesting that they are making uh, it's it's a full circle moment for Luke. Mm -hmm because we started with his backstory of how he ended up in prison mm-hmm. altercation this we're at the end of season six we're mm-hmm. wrapping it up we're seeing the progression of luke and his character mm-hmm. and we're seeing that he you know he is a good guy and he's using this for good he's yes. defending somebody but he's in a stable state of mind right he's do he's doing it i mean you know he's doing the right thing you know right. so yeah it is interesting to see it is it is interesting almost like he just can't help himself you know Mm -hmm. whether he was under the influence or not like sometimes Mm -hmm. they do say that that brings out your your true kind of nature yeah 
Mm -hmm. um, when you're under the influence, at least of alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean, it just broke my heart Mm -hmm. that that would, you knew it was going to go bad as soon as he stepped in and tried Mm -hmm. to help. But, um, and he almost did too. He had Mm -hmm. a moment where he was, he was listening to what was happening and understanding, oh, this is a holdup. And you could almost see it in his face. Like he was going to get involved Mm -hmm. and he was going to get involved despite the consequences Mm -hmm. to himself. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just like him. I think he's great. So that was, that was hard though. That was hard to see. Yeah. Hard to see that cliffhanger. Um, well, one last couple to talk about, I believe, uh, Kevin and Sarah. Kevin and Sarah. Yes. I was like, oh, are we going to the next episode? No, Kevin and Sarah. (laughs) Baby shower. Baby shower. Okay, those firefighters really know how to throw a good baby shower. <laughs> now, I to think, be fair, I they think have, their wives and girlfriends had something to do with it. I mean, but still, I, now they do have the ladders and all the things for all the gorgeous balloon arcs and all the decorations. I mean, this is their lieutenant. This, I mean, this is their, you know, boss. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's something I honestly had forgot until you said it. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is she is the boss she is the boss there at that place so no I was so happy to see them do that for her and to have hosted at the firehouse you know and mm-hmm. um, kind of highlight that part of their lives but um, Kevin has a moment where he correctly diagnoses mm-hmm. something you know she, she's kind of oh, going through something right. and and the doctor you know turns to him and a little tongue-in-cheek you know so where did you go to medical school type of thing because he he correctly diagnosed Mm -hmm. what she was feeling and he was like oh you know I I, well I was in the army and Mm -hmm. I you know went through med med school there and was an EMT and all of that stuff like legit Mm -hmm. experience and um, she's impressed and Mm -hmm. gets his wheels turning yeah Mm -hmm. yeah okay okay remind me back in season one was he he was he was only an army medic like he didn't go through any of the med school stuff right so yes so I actually don't remember the details he was he went to medical school though maybe after oh gosh oh no someone else is gonna have to help us out someone else who's listening you've got to help us out because we can't he he was an army medic right and then he came home because he was injured and And then he an emt because he had this moment on the um side of the road and that's where he met sarah Mm -hmm. yes and okay yeah okay because like it doesn't surprise me that he wants to be a doctor there was something in my brain and I'm like it's it's in the back of my recesses and I feel like it's something that was mentioned or said in season one but I've always thought that Kevin would make a really good doctor well he had the books he pulled out his organic chemistry Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so maybe there was maybe there's a reason why we've thought that yes Maybe, maybe he was on his way to medical Mm -hmm. school or halfway through and then he joined the army or and his first girlfriend Georgia wasn't she like a medical personnel of sorts in in the army because then she comes home yeah his first fiance oh yes 
you guys i gotta watch season one again <laughs> but okay somebody out there because you guys are so good you guys have really great memories and i don't obviously remind why am i why have i always felt this way what was mentioned back then to make me think that he would make a really good doctor because i've always thought that because he's not yeah and it wasn't super surprising you know you almost go yeah i mean you're an emt you're a firefighter you're you know like you've got mm-hmm. all of what it takes you've already proven yourself like just go get yeah. your degree you know yeah and he has but, great bedside manner too so good so great oh, he's so caring mm-hmm. he's so sweet yeah yeah i'd want him for my doctor i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> i know he's, he would just be yeah he would be amazing mm-hmm. can you imagine the two of them in chesapeake shores pillars of the community fire chief doctor like pediatrician that everyone goes to see like the <laughs> yes family doctor they're you know family doctor. <laughs> yeah i'm here for it me too i'm here for it yeah but they are precious he wants to go back and be a doctor go to med school which might be kind of tricky timing with a new baby and you know you, know, you have a successful working wife mm-hmm. and but hey if the o'briens can do anything they can help each other take care of their yes. families exactly they were fine fine. well that is episode eight we are moving on to episode nine what continuation of a lot of these stories that we just talked about here this is an episode called spring can really hang you up the most i would love to know from fief and mark how they titled their episodes how and why sometimes i totally get the connection (laughs) and other times i'm like That's just a fun compilation of words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Anyway. Oh, the second to last episode. Second to last. Second to last, which shouldn't have surprised me that we find Mick in a jewelry store, mm-hmm. but it did kind of throw me off a little bit. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it didn't surprise me because I'm, again, nine and 10, I'm like, mom and dad have to get together so mom and dad need he needs to put a ring on it that's yes. what he, needs. he yes. needs to do it yeah now i we see ralph here again um you know they have a a little lunch at sally's and he was saying to ralph i'm gonna ask megan to marry me and i know it's probably you know not advised um until after i have a year of narcotics anonymous under my belt to introduce a new relationship mm-hmm. and he said but it's not really a new relationship is it <laughs> that you know it's true i i see the point i see the point from ralph because mm-hmm. you know when you are recovering from anything mm-hmm. it's like you feel like you're on top of the world you know you feel like you've defeated it and you're like okay yeah yeah we'll take on all the new things mm-hmm. but you take too much too many new things on and then that can be detrimental. Totally. However, in mm-hmm. this case, mm-hmm. Mick and Megan have been in a relationship. They've been in over 30 years. I know. They they were not so they were divorced, of course. And but you're still you're still in a relationship because yeah. what's the one common denominator? It's the children. So and he said, we have five children together, you know. <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah so so do you feel like in your heart that they're ready for this moment 
I really do. Good. I really do. I really feel like Good. it's time. It's time that they get back together. I think they're mm-hmm. ready for it. I think this is a great next step. The fact that we've been building up their relationship the last five episodes, five seasons, I should say. Yeah. Um, and even, I think even with Bree's book, it almost kind of threw them back together. Yeah. Because, I mean, as much as I hated the the storyline of Bree's book and so many like empty things that came from it, one one of the things that, one of the good things that came from it is it pushed mom and dad to talk and it pushed them it together. It pushed them to go see what did she see from her perspective? What did Bree see from Bree's perspective? And how can we correct that together as a unified front? Because if you remember, they both went to Brie and they were like, we read your book, here are the notes. And then right. they left. And it's <laughs> like, did. okay, this is a turning point for mom and dad. They still have a lot of things to work through, uh-huh. but they weren't at each other's throats like they were in past seasons. Right. No, I totally agree. I think if you kind of step back and see the big picture of all the seasons of Chesapeake Shores, you know, and, and how they have found their way back to each other has mm-hmm. really been a really beautiful thing. And so it's fun to have mom and dad um, be at this point at, you know, the episode before the last episode. And of course, mm-hmm. we know the last episode, we do see Megan in a wedding dress, which I don't think is a spoiler from anybody else. If you watched like next week, you know, mm-hmm. like after, um, after the show last night, but so I love it. I think that it's really sweet. One thing I love that he said in that little conversation with Ralph, he said, trust me, mm-hmm. my life is better with Megan in it. You know, yeah. like, yeah, like you mm-hmm. just, if you're going to be sure about something, you, mm-hmm. he's sure about that. Like, yeah, I know it sounds crazy. I know it's going to be chaotic. My life is crazy and chaotic anyway, but it's better with her in it. Mm-hmm. That was sweet. Yeah. yeah. Love it. He says, um, listen to the universe, which, you know, could mean anything to anybody. But what he, I think, meant in this moment, or at least what it, how Mick interpreted it, so many things went wrong for Mm -hmm. Mick on his way to, (laughs) on his way to propose to Megan, so many things go wrong. And what I loved about that is honestly, that's life anyway. Mm -hmm. And he was trying to create this perfect proposal moment with the restaurant and the creme brulee. And (laughs) but their life isn't perfect. Yeah, life is chaotic. Mm -hmm. They do have five children together. They are going to get interrupted by a phone call. Like (laughs) that was perfect to me. And Mm -hmm. I think it was perfect to Megan because Mm -hmm. she she said yes. yes but uh, so funny that they didn't get the ring in their creme brulee and he's like he had to like humble himself and be like oh Megan uh, so many things have gone wrong today you know and you can just see that he's himself Mm -hmm. he's himself now yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it was it was a fun moment for sure and I I I like that it was normal I mean you know Hallmark is known for all the done up engagements and the right proposals and all the things and this was just true to them and true to just life and you know I I mean it made me giggle for sure um (laughs) 
his creme, uh, ring in a creme brulee, like, ouch, <laughs> the teeth, you know. But, yeah, just someone else. Um, someone else gets it. Somebody else gets it. But, you know, it's, it's, um, it, it was perfect. It was perfect. And they're now off to see the new baby. I know. So, so then, you know, he says, well, I do want to ask you, you know, so he starts to ask, but he gets this phone call. Kevin said, you know, Sarah's in labor. And um, so they run to the car and she mm-hmm. turns around and she says, you know, well, my answer is yes. He never even asked her. And, but that was, oh, I loved that. That was mm-hmm. so precious to me. Love it. So well done, Mick and Megan. Um, well, we have Luke. Let's talk about Luke because to transition here, Mick and Brie O'Brien have, yes. <laughs> have a beautiful little father-daughter moment walking mm-hmm. along the beach. And he tells her, you know, he's going to propose to her mom again, mm-hmm. which to tell anybody, that's the only person he actually told mm-hmm. in this whole seat, in this whole um, episode. But I think she was the most important one to tell, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, yeah, she, she's the middle child. Yeah, you know the you know the stereotypical mm-hmm. Marsha, 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 <laughs> um, and then Breeze also had an interesting dynamic with both of her parents. She's mm-hmm. had an interesting dynamic with all of her relationships. All of her other siblings have it's almost almost been one and done for the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. now Abby's had three, but they've been long extended relationships for years right. and years and years. And then you have Kevin and Sarah, and then you have um you know little brother uh andrew and andrew what is no. his name connor <laughs> connor <laughs> i'm like andrew and marisa no connor and margaret <laughs> and you have jess and david and you know so she's you know she's still flat she's still in that moment of yeah learning her relationship with luke and mm-hmm. you know they're becoming a long-term mm-hmm. thing but she she always seemed to be the most unsure and the most sensitive of the five I would say she was she's like the heart you know she he knows that she really saw them because of the book you know he Mm. he knows exactly what she she saw and how she kind of interpreted things and she's she's always been that that heart that she she's the artist she leads with her heart and Mm -hmm. so for him to tell I don't know I, it just symbolized to me the place that he was at affectionate wise um for Megan mm-hmm. and and he's he's going with his heart it's not a business deal it's not the thing that makes sense like you said a couple episodes mm-hmm. episodes ago you know this is his heart he wants this to be a forever thing now and he's ready and so to talk to Brie about it mm-hmm. it it almost to me it felt like he knew that Brie would affirm that in mm-hmm. him and, oh, and her reaction yeah. was so beautiful mm-hmm. you know she was like okay you know yeah. she was ready to you are so right yeah because she is the artsy one and she yeah. is the emotional emotional one of the five yeah the other four are very not that okay I I'm a writer too so don't know mm-hmm. out, out there in the universe don't be coming at me saying <laughs> oh you know that that is a career I know it is a career I'm in the career but the other careers are just very fact driven data driven yeah. mm-hmm. death do in life to do mm-hmm. yeah lawyer 
a business woman, mm -hmm. business fire chief, fire chief mm -hmm. EMT, you know, that's all, yeah. all of those things are very math and science and very mm -hmm. like technical and very fact-based. Whereas mm -hmm. Brie, like you said, she's the artist. She's, mm -hmm. she is the heart. She is the emotional one. Emotional, yeah. not in the way that Jess is emotional, where her emotions are just everywhere. Right. More of the, she's the feeler. Yeah. She's and the so I love that. Huh? Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. She's a feeler. Yeah. That was a sweet connection. I thought that they had, mm -hmm. um, but as they're talking, you know, they get that phone call that Luke's in the hospital. So they rush over there. Mm -hmm. Rush over there. What did you think of their conversation <sighs> with Luke in the hospital bed? Bree and Luke. Luke. Luke, I feel sorry for Luke. He just, yeah. he has a lot of, he has some trauma to work mm -hmm. through. Um, you know, I think that really showed his insecurities in the moment that, you know, he, he's, he's, he's viewing himself as the old Luke, the one who was drunk in an altercation, but this was a completely different situation. Completely. And he was very shaken up, I think, by his mm -hmm. parole officer, just kind of coming at him. <laughs> So I don't blame him and he's in this like mental state of mind mm -hmm. and stuff. But, but speaking um, of the parole officer, speaking of, he was so much softer. So he was. like more just understanding. He's like, I'm going to let this pass. You know, you're out of your jurisdiction when this happened, but I'm going to let this pass. Like he saw mm -hmm. the good in Luke this time and said like, he was so different to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, he 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 was. He even looked softer. He didn't look so like he did. You know. Remember last time we last time we saw him, we were like, oh, he's such a villain. If there's a villain in this <laughs> in this um series at all, it's this parole officer. He's gonna come and wreak havoc on Luke's life. Well, then sure enough, we see him and he is he is a man who is is gracious mm -hmm. and he was just. I think mm -hmm. that that would be what I would call him. He was just, mm -hmm. he was, he saw the situation for what it was mm -hmm. and he was going to reward Luke for his, um, really the good deed that he did mm -hmm. yeah, and, and not come down hard, um, too hard on him. Yeah. He was, he was just, mm -hmm. so, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So keep going, keep talking about them, Bree and Luke's conversation when he's like he's down on himself he's seen himself as the mm -hmm. old luke yeah and i get oh yeah and again i think once again brie brings out the best in him and she yeah. he reminds him that he's not who he was before right and she also reassures him that she is still here she's she still here there for him yeah. yeah you know what he reminded me of his whole demeanor um, how he was talking, how he was talking about himself reminded me of that very first Luke Tatum that we were introduced to in season five, episodes one and two, mm -hmm. where he is like sarcastic. He's like, you know, just, he's em almost embarrassed. He's holding mm -hmm. himself in an embarrassed way and, mm -hmm. but defensive at the same time. Mm -hmm. So he really reminded me of that. So when you said he's treating him, he's responding to this situation as if he were that old Luke, that, that was really insightful, Casey. Cause I think that that's what I saw mm -hmm. um, as he was laying there in the hospital bed and he's being sarcastic about how lucky he is. And, oh, mm -hmm. aren't I lucky, you know, mm -hmm. like, and she's like, yeah, you didn't go back to jail, even though mm -hmm. you probably should have, 
you have people who love and support you and are mm-hmm. worried about you and you, oh, you're alive, mm-hmm. actually alive. And that was a miracle. Like I would, I would take that kind of luck any day, basically mm-hmm. is what she said. So yeah, she was, she spoke good words over him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure. Poor guy. Ah, Luke. Luke. Man. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see where they end up. The mm-hmm. two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely. So, well, let's go on to um, Connor and Margaret. Connor ah, and Margaret. yes. <laughs> they are trying to decide whether or not to take on the pet case <laughs> didn't you love her pros and cons list oh 100 i was like marisa i mean come margaret <laughs> i mean marisa's like my best friend now i mean <laughs> yours too so i mean like I know. you know margaret margaret <laughs> is too my best friend I'm a pro cons list person. So the whiteboard, the everything. <laughs> it was so funny. She's like, the only thing in the pros column is like, he's, you know, this would help out a family member, basically. You know? yeah. like, he's one of your family members. But everything else was ne- like con, con, con. You would be way too expensive. You know, it would put them on a map potentially in a really bad way. You know, if they lost this case, really bad way. Yeah. That's a risk because they're not even established at all. No. I mean, Mm-mm. he's had his practice for what, a year at this point? Yeah. Bare- barely a year because. Barely. Well, and she's probably thinking of his health. I mean, the last time he did, did something, you know, like That's this, true. like he's helping Luke out in the courtroom and his, he has a heart attack. He, you know, he has to slow down. She's probably like, I didn't look at the, I didn't zoom into the pros and cons list, but I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't on there. Yeah. Your health is, you are still recovering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah. is stressful. And this is, this is very, this is a big case for two very green oh. attorneys to take. Now, I mean, Connor has experience, yes, but he was mm-hmm. still an associate. He wasn't even a partner. He wasn't even up for partner. He no. was just an associate. So, so I have a question. Do you think we're going to go back into the courtroom in episode 10? Oh man, I would love to go back in the courtroom. I know. I would love to go Especially back. Especially with courtroom. Connor and Margaret. Especially. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I, oh, I, my hope is that we get to go into the courtroom and we see, um, Connor and Margaret get all like legally blonde up in there but <laughs> I don't know if we have enough time <laughs> I was like is this a two-hour episode you no. know I thought the same thing too I was like this has to be a two-hour it has to be it has to be a two-hour I actually don't I don't know Someone I don't think won't. it is I think it's just an hour oh man okay well it would be cool if we went to the courtroom I'm not sure if we will but it would be cool it would be cool. It would be cool. So all along, he actually, you can tell he's conflicted and you can tell he's conflicted because he has a new relationship and a new business partner and he's going to go and take this case and he doesn't know what she thinks about it. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's risky. Connor, Connor, Connor. <laughs> that is that is risky, sir. That is very risky. But 
he has good instincts he's proven yeah. that she's proven that she has good in- instincts from yeah. season five so you know i don't think i think in their i think if, in their heart of hearts i think margaret's just i think she's scared yeah this is her first time as an like a real attorney like she just passed the bar this yeah. is big if they fail nobody will touch her with a 10-foot pole and listen she under. just not only did she just pass the bar she just made the decision not to join a large law firm in a big mm-hmm. city but oh to yeah stay in small town chesapeake shores and take care of local disputes and you know mm-hmm. lawyer things in a cute little town yeah like she yeah. did she said no to the big stage mm-hmm. and here the big stage comes to them it's right it's that's interesting right it's it is very very interesting he's no very, very interesting. yes and then for connor it's almost like it's it's connor okay i i resonate with connor in this way because connor is has been known to just do it to prove to everybody else that he can <laughs> So you have very two opposing people who are two opposing personalities who are coming at this. One is coming from fear. The other one is coming from, but I think we can do this. But then there's also that risk because the one combined thing that's stopping them is the notoriety. Like, right. It's not like if they fail this case, like, oh, whatever, it's fine. You know, they're done. This is a, this is, this is like if they took on the Hilton's right or the kardashians i mean this is the this big name people big name. this this is good that you're making those comparisons because i think the show has been trying to make those comparisons with like the paparazzi at the end mm-hmm. and the you know the dennis peck all over the news and stuff like that so those are good comparisons to make because sometimes i'm like it's not that big you know like is that mm-hmm. really that big of a stage but i think it is if you mm-hmm. think of it like them the hiltons or mm-hmm. the kardashians or the i don't know kennedys yes i mean <laughs> they're the, the, the pecks of boston the pecks you know, of boston the pecks of yeah. boston oh right you know so. right so that's that's going to be kind of fun to see how that wraps up yes. um let's talk about let's talk about all of this evan story that continues on so evan's oh, story dad is here we find out that dad is actually a good man he had a a relationship he's a heart surgeon pediatric heart surgeon never knew he had a son Mm -hmm. never knew molly kincaid had conceived a son kept lost touch with molly and got a serious girlfriend and moved on with his life so i think Honestly, I think both of their reactions are very um, understandable. He's curious. He Now he wants to know his son. Maybe even assumes his son wants to know him since he sent someone to go f- find out who mm-hmm. he was. And because of a DNA test, Mandrake wants to bring him back. And then Evan is just like, what? <laughs> no. And he like leaves, goes away. Ghosts, mm-hmm. Abby fires man drake mm-hmm. he has a moment he sure does but <laughs> i can't blame him because that's a it is a it's a 
it's it's a bomb already to find out that you have a living relative it's another bomb to find out that it's a living relative that's directly like one degree away from you mom dad sister brother half you know kid whatever that's already like a shock enough but then that person that you literally found out that you have these family members they're standing right there so you have three bombs dropping all at once it's like like I know mental catastrophe right there that's a lot to take in um I honestly think that Abby did a good job trying to kind of like she was trying to be hostess you know she was trying to to welcome him and kind of keep a bridge um to Evan Mm -hmm. I I felt like she was a a nice a good partner that way she really was trying to keep those lines of communication open were Evan to come around and say I'd like to talk with you you know Mm -hmm. yeah so I thought she did a good job she was put in a really hard spot she was mm -hmm. and you know her response then to Mandrake saying he can't he can't do this he can't treat us this way he can't Mm -hmm. ghost me he can't fire you like he shouldn't be able to do this and Mandrake's a little more understanding because of their history. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a whole bonus scene talking about, talking about Mandrake's history. Yes. Yes. There, there is a whole history with Mandrake that I did not see coming. And, you know, they didn't have to give us that gem, but they did. Mm-hmm. They made time for it and gave us that gem because Mandrake has become such a character who and you know we all have questions about mandrake and he's so mysterious of course you know where i went last ep- last episode i thought maybe mandrake was even his dad or some sort of relation <laughs> so it was nice to get some backstory mm-hmm. and what is the connection why is this man so um devoted mm-hmm. to evan kincaid yes and I'm going to read something from Twitter because if you, he said, he says it very quickly, but Evan calls Mandrake Allen. Yes, he did. It does. And we find out that his real name is actually Allen Wilkins. So um, Mark posted this on Twitter yesterday. He said, I'll share the backstory of Mandrake's real name, Allen Wilkin. Thief and I are big film buffs. So Allen is for Allen um, Mowbray, the great character actor who played many movie valets, but his valet Wilkins in Cary Grant's Topper is the best. Oh, that's awesome. So they mesh those names together and Alan Wilkins. Alan Wilkins, aka that's cool. Mandrake. That's very, very cool. I think that um those are the fun things that you can do as a writer and be like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Alan Wilkins. Well, we knew he had um, military background because he and Kevin connected earlier in the season and um, connected over, you know, mm-hmm. military trauma. So we knew that that part of his story, but we didn't know that after he came back and he was a vet, he was homeless. Mm-hmm. He was in a bad place, um, really, really not doing well. Mm-hmm. And was able though because of where he lived as a homeless man underneath um an overpass on the highway was able to save evan's life mm-hmm. pull him out of a car just in time mandrake the magician yes he called him <laughs> and 
that is the beginning of Evan and Mandrake yeah. and their relationship, um, which yeah. it completely humanizes both of them. You know, I think at first, both of these two characters coming in, they're very, like in season five, very strange, very quirky, very much almost, you know. Cartoonish. Almost. Car- yes, cartoonish, mm-hmm. but it really humanizes their relationship and mm-hmm. both characters. Um, so I love yeah. that little touch. Yeah, and you know, Mandrake, they, they have such a unique relationship because it almost does seem a little paternal, you know, Mandrake's mm-hmm. de- devotion and love and protection of Evan, understanding of him and everything. But, um, but you know, this puts them more on the peers. They're, they're more of like a peer. They need each other equally and they've saved each other mm-hmm. um, similarly. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was cool to see. Mandrake has been fired and walked off the scene what is this that can't be the last time we see mandrake no we we need more mandrake we'll see more we'll see him again well they look they it's hallmark they have to reconcile you guys they have to (laughs) they have to they have to so abby is dealing with evan and his dad and then finding mandrake or firing mandrake and all of this she's trying to deal with that she also is trying to deal with Things in Caitlin's life is are finally coming to a head. At some episodes ago, we have seen Abby's concern for Caitlin um, not doing well, grades slipping, um, interest in certain things dropping, mm-hmm. and we didn't know why. Yes, we did not know why, and mm-hmm. I, you know, this was a good storyline mm-hmm. to let the actress. I think her name was Abby, isn't it? gonna look it up real quick okay I'm pretty sure it's abby um because the other sister's kate no it's a uh, kaden 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 no okay. it's abby it's abby here it is sorry okay. google has this kaden's uh, the older sister okay kaden's the older sister abby's the younger sister and google has one of the girls for both names so imdb abby Magnuson, she is the sister who plays Caitlin. So it was where I was all where I was going with that is for the last five seasons, you know, they're they've always been very much side characters. Hi mom, hi dad, you know, right? Goodbye, granddad. Now, Grant's taking whatever. us to the fair, you right. know, type of thing. Yeah, I thought it was a really smart way to sh- let the girls showcase their acting abilities because mm-hmm. last season or with the painting we had that was very focused on Caden this time we're focusing more on Abby yeah and her character and letting her shine especially because she grew up the last five years she was Good very point. little when the seat when the um series started and now she's a preteen or a teenager I don't know how old she is but she's mm-hmm. obviously 13 14 15 years old and yeah. so I love that they gave her a storyline so that she had a way to shine as an actress. And so, um, you know, I thought it was a great storyline. I mean, bullying is something that happens, a peer pressure. um, Yeah. That the teenage angst of friendship, not friends, frenemies, it's it's a tricky thing. And so- It is. You know, I appreciated that. I appreciated the nuance of um, bullying- by someone you consider a friend mm-hmm. because because that does happen you know mm-hmm. someone you consider a friend and everyone's like oh 
aren't they the best friends? Isn't that so cool how good and close friends they are? And yet you actually start to feel trapped then in this relationship that everyone thinks you're such best friends Mm -hmm. and you're like, but it does, something's off. Something doesn't feel right. Come to find out Sloan was definitely was, was bullying her was, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just in ways that like, I saying stuff like you should dye your hair and then she does. And then she's like, it looks horrible. Mm-hmm. That looks so bad on you, you know, type of thing. Like, whoa, you just can't please someone like that. And mm-hmm. that is a rough relationship to be in. Yeah. So things come to a head and they definitely have a fist bite in the parking lot, which we did not see, but we end up in the principal's office. The girls are getting suspended and Sloan's parents just seem, Oh, oh yeah they're terrible <laughs> i don't know yep i, I, I try, yeah. not to, try not to judge but they just you know oh i'm judging straight up <laughs> judging like hey you know what your kid's not so innocent i'm just saying <laughs> i mean caitlin wasn't either because we don't know who took do we know who took the first swing we just know that one made fun of the other and then the other one got upset and then there was i mean i think caitlin finally had it probably that was well, the last straw yeah that you would know. make sense because if I were being made fun of and, you know. My hair exact looks exactly like yours now. And now you're yeah. telling me that it's, you know, like it just, she probably had the final straw. But mm-hmm. this, these the problem with these parents, they didn't even consider that Sloan maybe was in the wrong. And I think as parents, you just have to have eyes wide open about your kid. You got to mm-hmm. know their strengths. You got to know their weaknesses. You got to know all of that and just be eyes wide open about it all and be realistic. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, maybe there could have been something that Sloan did to do something like this too, you know, mm-hmm. or something wrong in this situation as well. And they just were so adamant that she was not, she was the victim. She was not at the instigator at all. When she, she was. She was the instigator. While, a while ago with the, the constant, you know, bullying and the, and the attacks and stuff like that. So maybe Mm -hmm. in this moment she wasn't, but you have to step back and look at the relationship as a whole. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's hard to do, but yeah. Yeah. I liked how they wrapped the storyline up with, um, with Abby going to Caitlin and she was just like, Hey, let's talk. And it wasn't, (laughs) I mean, human nature as a parent is like, what are you thinking? Are you kidding me? Violence isn't the answer, but it was very much a very, she knew exactly what her daughter needed. Her daughter needed to be validated in a way, but also corrected. And I think you can do both. It's a both and situation with that circumstance and we get to the bottom of it and I love that they are able to have this conversation and the two of them talk Abby corrects the behavior like hey you know violence isn't the answer here but also talk to us you know and just like you said know your friends you know you you don't need to have people like that in your life you don't need toxic people in your life that's not okay. And so, um, I love that they had that moment. I also love the fact (laughs) that it was Megan who fixes, um, Caitlin's hair and she's like, oh yeah, I had my time in New York city in the (laughs) seventies. And I'm like, oh my word. What did you have to do to get her hair from like that ridiculous bright blue back to like a normal Brown? And they're like, wow. 
magic in magic. the kitchen sink. In yeah. the kitchen sink, they do this. <laughs> Maybe it was just like the rinse, like you have to wash your hair out like 60 times. And so Maybe. they're just like <laughs> real like heavy duty shampoo or something like that they used. That was, but that was a sweet moment. That was the they do such a beautiful job showing the vignettes of um those moments like family coming around family supporting meg's going to be there to wash and dry her hair you know um i just mm -hmm. love the general generational um relationships that they've established in this show mm -hmm. and um they're just they're precious to me so it's always really cool to see who they bring in for certain scenes and and wonder why and kind of analyze why Mm -hmm. so you and me and you we love analyzing so yes it's always fun, <laughs> fun to do. well we end this episode with an amazing amazing thing that's happening kevin saves a cat out of a tree but that's not the amazing thing he gets a <laughs> phone call from sarah saying it is time it is time for the baby to come she is in so much pain at her house she's already probably very far along in labor they ride, yeah. they, yeah, rush, rush over to her house, pick her up in ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> and? And Sarah is literally delivering the baby in the ambulance as we speak right now. I mean, we have a baby coming out right now. There's no stopping. There's no getting to the hospital. Kevin's delivering his own kid. I mean, there is there is no epidural. There is no C-section. We're just, we're having this baby right here on the side of the road. I mean, birth certificate, ambulance, uh, Chesapeake Shores Road, Chesapeake Shores, right. Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> Highway one, Chesapeake Shores. No, it is, it is an intense scene. And she's like, now you know like stop the car now pull over and he does and he's ready and he's he even coaches himself okay i can do this i'm an emt or something like that like, you know yeah. like he's he's like <laughs> it, it's his wife his baby that he has to deliver i feel like there's like rules against that <laughs> i feel like as an emt in your professional place you're not supposed to be the one to work on your family member i but, mean yeah i don't know no kidding but he couldn't he had no he had no um no choice mm -hmm. yeah i mean he has a buddy with him so He's a buddy. Uh, as law i mean you know, it could have been worse it could have been they were trapped in a log cabin in a blizzard right delivering <laughs> your baby of course you're going to deliver your baby then oh yeah. yeah so that everyone's off rushing off to the hospital making megan rushing off and um yet here they are on the side of the road delivering this baby so that was an exciting way to end um episode nine we have a billion things that need to happen in episode 10 this episode i will probably blow my socks off i, I know. am very excited i i am too i am too we we still we need to we need we, we have a wedding we need mom and dad to get married we need baby. abby and Evan to figure out their relationship and to reconcile and Evan needs to reconcile with his dad and we need to reconcile with Mandrake. We've got Kevin and Sarah. We've got this new baby. We've got we've got to figure out his name which it was a spoiler. It was mentioned but I'll save it for next week. 
if you watch the previews. So, um, and then we have who's number? Then we have Connor and Margaret. Are they? How is Margaret going to find out that they're taking on this case? Are they going to win? Spoiler alert! I think they will. There's no way that they can't. Um, the case, their relationship. We got to also find out what is Marisa's favorite outfit from Chesapeake Shores because it's in one of these last couple episodes. We have there's so many children of Brie and Jess and David. We have to find out what happens with the pecs, what happens with the winery, which now we find out this Hollywood actress is not going to do Brie's book, but she is going to back Jess's idea for a winery and invest in that, which will be fun. And we have finally Brie and Luke. Brie and Luke. Brie and Luke. Brie and Luke. And where's where's their relationship heading? How's he doing? How's he recuperating? Nobody knows until Sunday night, episode 10. So many things need to happen. Everybody in needs 47 to minutes, in. you guys. <laughs> be the best writing we've ever seen. I know. It's going to be amazing. No, I know. I, in on I, Sunday. I know. I feel like I need to go back. I need to watch seasons one through five. If, in like a lead up to six and then i need to do like an o'brien montage i you know if there's there needs to somebody actually i don't have time for that somebody make the o'brien montage for me put some really sappy music in there i would do Aww. it myself but i have lots i mean of there's other some pretty pretty cute chessie's instagram stuff that yes. that goes up yes. and, you know obviously we can find that but yeah you're right we need some like just like I mean, relive those high moments, those yeah, good moments. Yeah, really a nice, a nice three minute montage. Like I said, I do it myself. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe you will. The, no I don't promises. know. The time there's guys, there's lots of things that are going on in life right now, but yeah. when I have the time, maybe yeah. one day I'll put it on Instagram. Well, while this is a fun little escape for all of us who love Chesapeake Shores, not that we want to escape our lives ever. We always want to be fully present and capable, but you know, sometimes we need these, uh, these moments where we get in the drama of someone else's family for a change. And yes. Chesapeake Shores has brought that to Indeed. our lives. I really am looking forward to next um, week's episode and we will be back, Casey and I, and hopefully Anne um, will be back to discuss the final episode of the final season of Chesapeake Shores. In the meantime, Casey, where can people find you on social media? As always, you can find me at Casey underscore underscore Simpson. That's K-A-Y-C-E-E space space Simpson, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and you can come over to Instagram and find me at Hallmark Comics. Um, that's Hallmark underscore comics. And um, we'd love to interact with you there. But of course, find us on the Hallmarkies podcast. Subscribe on the YouTube channel so you don't miss any Chesapeake Shores um, interviews like we did with Marisa, which was a fun bonus one, um, episode recaps, and um, anything else coming up that we may surprise you with. And have we have a lot of fun over here. We don't want you to miss any um, Chesapeake Shores info, convo, yeah. anything. We Nothing. want you to be part of it. Um, so definitely listen and um, get others to listen as well. All right, friends, we will see you next Bye. week. Bye.